Hi friends, before we get started, a quick request. Apple did a little update recently, which means that you may no longer be following High Performance Health. There is an easy fix to make sure you're not missing out. If you very quickly go to the High Performance Health show page on Apple Podcasts and hit follow in the top right corner. Once you hit the follow button, it will make sure you don't miss out and continue to get notified each time we release an episode to upgrade your health for high performance. And if you haven't already, while you're there, leave us a review. I read all of the reviews and I'm super grateful you're here. We should live really strongly past our 80s. We should pretty easily get up to around 100. And, you know, some people will make it longer, some won't, and then we check out. You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi friends, in this week's Bite Size episode, I'm sharing a little clip from my interview with Dr. Christopher Shade, who is the founder and CEO of Quicksilver Scientific. And in that episode, we talk in detail about his longevity wheel and from a nutritional lifestyle and supplementation perspective, how you can really enhance your longevity. And in this short clip, we're talking about one of my favorite supplements, phosphatidylcholine, uh, which has been shown to help your mitochondrial health, help your liver, and also help your brain health because it's what's used to generate acetylcholine. And so I definitely feel more switched on when I'm taking phosphatidylcholine, but there are also many benefits because it's an integral part of cell membranes. And so your skin looks really good as well. So you're going to hear more about it that in this bite-sized clip. You'll also hear about why it's really good for mold exposure. And we talk a little bit about mercury detoxification and the importance of glutathione status in that. So have a listen to this. And then if you want to listen to the full episode and really dive deep into the world of longevity, it is episode 303. Amazing. You mentioned one, one thing I saw there, apart from like vitamin D3, in addition to these adaptogens, was phosphatidylcholine. Yeah. Um, do you find that like, do you find that something people generally need to supplement with? Well, they should. Now, there's okay. you know, some people that think that choline is bad and it's creating certain stress. Uh, and it's choline is one of the most important things in the system and the body turns it into phosphatidylcholine, but you can take phosphatidylcholine straight. So you don't have to do that. Now, phosphatidylcholine is an integral part of all of your cell membranes and of the membranous organelles. Now, if you look at like electron micrographs of mitochondria or of the endoplasmic reticulum, you see, you'll just see these folded up lines. It's just line, 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 line. It looks like an accordion folded up. And that's membrane all folded up. Membrane drives all biochemical power in the body by separating opposites. It's keeping the black and the white of the yin-yang symbol. It's keeping that always spinning and never coming together into gray. It's separating white and black in the body, like in the electron transport chain for making ATP. You're moving protons to one side of the inner membrane of the mitochondria where they build up and then they rush back through the machine that is ATP synthase and they generate ATP. So these membranes are driving this polarity and this coming back together, polarity and coming back together that's driving all of the biochemical power in the system. And when the membranes get damaged, they can't do this anymore. And the outer membrane of the cell gets damaged. It can't bring in nutrients and it can't get rid of toxins. So the 
whole cell gets disrupted. So, in fact, you know, mitochondrial therapy in Germany 30 years ago was just phosphatidylcholine, injectable and oral. They would just do it all with PC. And then the liver uses tons of phosphatidylcholine because it's dumping PC into the bioflow all the time to fluidize the bioflow and protect the bile tree from being dissolved by bile, which is a detergent. And then in the brain, you're using phosphatidylcholine to generate acetylcholine all the time. And acetylcholine is your main focus neurotransmitter. And then the brain is tons of fat, tons of membranes, and it needs lots of uh, phospholipids for building it. So, uh, phospholipid is, is a beautiful supplement that is just like ambrosia for the body because it does so many different things. It is amazing. If ever I, like my husband, when I, when I have it, my husband always steals it and then he's like, some of those brain pills. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what he, oh my God, you give instant. it to people, especially if they've been mold exposed and they're kind of like this, you give them PC, they're like, like, wow, who's turning the lights on? Yeah, it's awesome. Last piece here, we've touched on all the way through, is toxicity, yeah. right? Particularly, yep. like, mercury interests me because, like, for example, when I did a hair tissue mineral test uh, a few months back, I noticed that the only real toxin that was coming out on it was a bit of mercury. And my selenium was low, which I think was being depleted by that mercury. Uh, yeah. I don't have any amalgams or anything like that that would, would cause that. Um, that would be from fish if it's coming fish. out in here. Yeah. yeah, the amalgam form of mercury doesn't go through the hair. It comes okay. uh, only through urine and stool and sweat. Interesting. Okay, so that would be from fish. It's yeah. probably because I like tuna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the ones higher in the food chain, tuna, swordfish, they have a lot of mercury in them. And so if you're going to eat fish, you want to use smaller fish. If you're going to eat tuna, you use like the chunk light or the skipjack. You don't want the albacore, the big tuna. They they can have quite a bit more. And, you know, and sometimes you're talking about like a tenfold difference in the amount of mercury in these things. And when you, if you compare like a sardine or a kipper or an anchovy to tuna, you're talking a thousandfold difference in mercury levels. You can eat those as your sole protein force source three times a day and never become toxic. Uh, you know, you might build up PCBs or some fat soluble, but you're not going to build up mercury. Mercury. And what's the best way for us to eliminate mercury? So the way you do mercury detox, and this is really, you know, a model for how you do all detox, but say you've got mercury, it's in a cell, and it's bound onto some protein in the cell, and it's blocking its function. Eventually, you'll recognize that you use glutathione and an enzyme called glutathione S-transferase, and the transferase gets the, the mercury to let go of the uh, protein it's stuck to, it will be stuck on what's called a sulfhydro group. It's a reduced sulfur group on there. It will be stuck on there, and it will get the mercury to bind onto the sulfhydro group on glutathione. That's why it's called glutathione S-transferase. Transfers the toxin onto the sulfur compound, the sulfur end of the glutathione. So then you've got a mercury-glutathione complex in the cell. How do you get it out of the body? You've got a transporter called an MRP, which pushes it out of the cell, and it uses ATP, which is cellular energy, and magnesium. So we need glutathione, we need activity of these transferase enzymes, and we need magnesium and energy, we push it out of the cell into the blood. Now it's circulating through the blood, and you need the liver then to grab it, pull it into the liver, 
and then dump it out of the liver with the bile. Then it goes down into the GI, and then you want to poop it out. But the mercury can get reabsorbed. So you've, we want to get glutathione levels in there. We can activate this phase two with any of those NRF2 upregulators. Then we need to couple that to bile flow to get it into the GI, and then we need a binder in the GI to grab it so you don't reabsorb it. Or it's going to go from the blood into the urine if it's the amalgam form of mercury. Uh, if it's the fish form, it only goes through the bile and the stool. And so at a high level, if it's not a ton of mercury, you just need to keep your glutathione levels up and you'll keep moving it out. But you also got to have make good bile flow, flow, right? Yeah. 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 Then when you're really trying to get a mercury detox going, then you need the glutathione, you need the phase two activation, you need the bile flow, and you need the binder. And, you know, we put all those packages together. I mean, even if you just did the push-catch liver detox and some glutathione, you would do a good job on getting rid of your mercury. Cool. Super interesting. I think you shared so much. Thank you. I really <laughs> like it. Yeah, I was I mean, excited to go through it, it with you. Huh? You, once you get into it and you see how much mm. everything is interlinked, you know, first it seems even more complex because it's like you just want to think of one thing at a time. But eventually you come to see the whole thing happening and you're just supporting a clean system with all the resources for all the interlocking pieces to go. And like I said, you either get on this side of it, the good side, the sirtuin side, or you get on the shitty inflammatory processes side and you're going to die early and wrinkle. And feel like shit while you're yep. doing it. That's the thing. Yes. How long do you reckon, because I, I was reading, I think it was, um, pardon me, I was reading, I think it was actually an interview with you about, like, we, we don't, we haven't proven yet, right, that we can get past 120 necessarily. What yeah. would you say, like, for people looking at this, do you think we can get to a point where we, this, this is my dream, right, is you feel so good for your life, so you have amazing health span. It's less for me about how long can I live, but you feel yeah. amazing to the end, right? And then totally. hopefully you just go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You know, you want to run into the end of, there's an American movie called The Blues Brothers and these guys drive this old cop car, car around and they're, there's huge car chases. They're all over the place and then they get to their final destination. They get out of the car. They close the door and the whole thing falls just into pieces. Like, and that's how you should just slamming into the end and you just die like that. And, and that doesn't, you know, we don't need to get past 120. I mean, I get really tired of this world. You know, it's people aren't really good. And, you know, it's like all kinds of stress all the time. And it's just like, what the hell with this? Let's leave and do something else. Uh, but I think we should routinely, like we should live really strongly past our 80s. We should pretty easily get up to around 100. And, you know, some people will make it longer, some won't, and then we check out. Uh, but, you know, it's like now our 60s should be really solid. You know, we should be really still cruising. Uh, you know, I'm 54 now and, you know, I still hit the world pretty hard and, uh, I intend to do that, you know, maybe slow down in my seventies a little bit and, you know, and just each decade just be a little, little less aggressive, but we should be able to live really full lives, you know, into our eighties. 
hope today's episode inspired you on your journey to vibrant health and high performance. Make sure you check out the show notes for a summary of all the important links to everything we talked about. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit the follow button and share it with a friend on social media or leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Remember, achieving high performance health is about getting 1% better each day. So think about one thing you learned from today's episode and start implementing it today. Share with me what you've learned on social media over at Angela S. Foster. I love hearing from you and connecting with you. Have a beautiful day and always remember you are worthy of your dreams. Mm -hmm.